So we're on the road now. We're actually in Zurich, and uh, this is the part five of the podcast. I think you can hear Grant sound checking, who always likes to clear his mind with uh, some classical music. Regards it if it's a sort of yeah, a sorbet. A sorbet. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything was a sorbet, our music would be a sorbet. <laughs> so we're just going outside, so it's a bit quieter. Um, we do apologise for our regular listeners, all two of them, um, that this is going to be a slightly lower quality one. Because we're on the road, we're just using Ben's little travelling recording device. Um, but it might be quite nice, though, because you'll pick up some of the atmosphere, won't you? You will. We're next to a train station right now. Um, we're in the middle of Zurich. Uh, we're in, we're, what, it's a cool venue. It's like under the arches of... Uh, some rail track and it's surrounded by very fancy sort of design shops there's about three places where you can buy nice chairs on the oh god on the set, on this run and a really nice restaurant where we just ate yes they're treating us very nicely here in fact the whole of this so we should probably say yeah we're obviously we're on tour um we did the uk tour we could talk a little bit about that um i mean some highlights for you ben Highlights, obviously, Shepherd's Bush Empire was incredible. What did we you had, do at Shepherd's Bush, Ben, that particularly? I did a lovely bit of crowd surfing. You did? Catching, and some, catching some crowd waves. It's not the first time that Ben's gone crowd surfing. Um, but from a, you know, for me, I was watching, I was more of an audience myself then. Yeah. And um, I've seen you do it before, and I think you're really getting the hang of it. You rode it nearly all the way to the back and then all the way back to the front. And it was like you were just commanding the crowd. You were just like, bring me forwards. <laughs> and then they brought you forwards and uh, it, was, it was very nice. I felt like it? Ahab. What's Ahab? Uh, no, Ahab. I think, is it Ahab? What's Ahab? <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Ahab? Is he like in charge of the Moby Dick expedition? I think he. I think he's oh, maybe, like the captain of maybe, the Moby yeah. Dick thing. Sorry, you went over my head. I, you're normally like bang on like Sorry, like literary not, references. I've not read Moby Dick. I've not read it. Maybe. I know the story, but I don't, I've not read it. Um, you're going to have to put up with my garlic breath as well. We're basically lent quite closely around this mm. um, field recording thing. People and who, I had like a very garlicky lunch. So people who can't see that this microphone that you're holding will just think that we're having a very intimate conversation. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, the whole the UK tour for me, I just absolutely loved it. I mean, um, Manchester was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Bristol, I think. Um, Bristol was awesome. Was it? What? Yeah. Nottingham was the first night, and that was just. I suppose for us, we were we didn't quite know how all the new material would go down, but it, for me, it just felt so. After that first night, it was brilliant hearing everyone sing along to like certain songs like Cannibals with Cutlery. You had the whole crowd there, and it was brilliant, and it just meant the world to us. So, mm. thank you if you did come along. Thank you very much. You made us feel very special. It wasn't without its like. Uh, Should we talk about the low points? Yeah, Let's low talk about points. The low points. Yeah. People don't really care about the high points. No. People love the low points. People want to hear a sob story. Um, okay, my low point was when we got pulled over after possibly one of the best gigs in uh, Bristol yeah. and we were travelling to Brighton and the police pulled us over because it turned out that our van was grossly overweight um, we'd been eating far too much uh, but also we had all this lighting gear in the back so it meant that our van was a ton overweight and so we got charged £600 fine which was tough mm -hmm. wasn't it? It was um, It's we hard had to, to swallow um, that We had to like get all the stuff out of the van on the side of the motorway and swap it into another van uh, and then the two vans drove to Brighton together which was expensive and long a lot of waiting around yeah and I mean it's one of those things where I d you don't want to I'm not one of these people I'm not particularly against the police at all they're all just doing their jobs but when, I, when we were chatting to the police I could sort of see in their eyes that that's not what they got in the job to be doing, yeah. to be trying to catch bands and weigh them and charge them ridiculous amounts. They should be out fighting crime. That guy, you could tell, he wanted to be Batman, yeah. but he was being forced into the role of Robin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that what Robin did on the slow days? Have you not seen the, a lot of the comic books? He's on traffic control. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a low point. Also going to uh, Glasgow, a lorry blew over in front of us luckily no one was harmed or not badly harmed um, but that did mean that we were it was yeah, quite a, a push of, to get a couple of hours late weren't we yeah um, and yeah and going back to that that one where we got weighed it was funny because they we basically they then tie up your van because you can't leave until you get another van to help you shift the stuff and then they were like oh and if you want any food there's like there's a what would you call it like, like a, a service services. station like a mile down the motorway so then we had this very depressing mile long trudge to get alongside like traffic moving at 70 miles an hour yeah uh, to get some really overpriced sandwiches and really disgusting coffee uh, so that was the low point but mostly though now I'm looking back it seems yeah. high points yeah it's it, great really? um, it was lovely yes um, and it's Shepherd's Bush quite a loud train going by Shepherd's Bush was something very special yeah it was probably one of the best nights of my life I'd say yeah that's yeah. good yeah that's good I really enjoyed it and also it was nice because at the after party sometimes I don't get to chat to everyone but I felt like mm. I chat to everyone and then also I got to bed at a reasonable hour yeah. which is good too yeah. so maybe I'm maturing because we had to take it quite easy because the next day we were off at like what was it about midday to get to the Eurotunnel to come over to our first show was in Cologne but yes and we're now in Switzerland all the European gigs so far have been amazing it always it's a real it's quite a, I think all the bands out there that have played in the UK and then played in Europe really do notice the difference the way that you're treated is so much nicer even if you're playing smaller venues because um, I'd heard this quite a lot when we were just about to sort of set off on our first European tour and I thought that the difference would be 
subtle but it's not subtle it's at all it's so ridiculous subtle. how much better they like when you turn up at any venue they've got like a lay food laid out for you yeah you take um, you out to restaurants uh, yeah it's like you're being wooed it's it's really you know whereas in England there'll be like a bag of crisps and some beers and then they just give you some money to go to a takeaway and get a pizza yeah. uh, actually I was saying to Grant earlier that when we come to Switzerland we have a really great time and like the audiences actually do you notice that they, do you find that they dance a lot more here I, yes they yeah. just move a lot more and because like Switzerland I don't know in my mind has got like a reputation as being a slightly drier country um, and also it's a it's a sort of very wealthy place and a lot of the money comes from banking and stuff so there's mm. a lot like in my mind that's kind of uh, battling with the fact that I don't want it I, I don't want to love it as much as I do but still every time we come here I'm like it's, oh, it's such a great place to be in fact uh, last night there was a funny bit because I I did mention the fact that they did have a bit of cash and oh, a guy God, in the so audience uh, yelled out, we're not a cash cow. <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, no, no, no. But uh, if we could just have one of the, you know, one of the small teats at the back <laughs> that no one's really using. And if we could suckle on that for a bit, then we'll tell everyone in the UK that you're not a cash cow. <laughs> to which they laughed, which yeah. was good. Um, I was worried it might turn violent. I liked the fact that you mimed um, suckling on a, t- <laughs> on a teat. I think that was what made it for me. It's the sort of thing you get from our shows, really. Yeah. You know, um, there was a night, the night before that as well. You were saying that you were telling all the audience that the boys only <laughs> listened to choices so that they could get laid. <laughs> that might have been inappropriate as well. I don't particularly plan out things. I think one of the things with the chat on stage is I'm not a particular fan of repeating yeah. the same things and so that does mean that sometimes you end up saying some inappropriate things yeah. but I, I always works. find like the first time you say something sometimes it goes down well but then if you try and replicate it the next yeah. night it never works in the same way it's always it depends on the audience and what's been happening but it makes uh, it a lot more fun for us as well if you're saying like borderline inappropriate things good. to yeah. our audience members yeah. as well. Reel me in if it gets too far. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so basically, thanks to everyone who's come along so far. Um, not too certain quite when this one would come out. It might be by the end of the tour, but uh, so far it's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'll try and get it out quickly. Um, but okay. yeah, it's harder than it seems, even though there's a lot of downtime on tour just having like a couple of hours to sit down and concentrate yeah. is pretty much impossible so I'll see what I can do but we are here to talk about the fifth track we on are the, so we're nearly this is nearly halfway um, and it's called The Chancer This one is, I've got to check myself that I've not been saying this about nearly every track. This is one of my favorites. I really do yeah, like this is, one. Yeah. I think it's, um, I love. I really like the chord progression. I love the, the high vocals. I think they sound great. Yeah. Um, now, you'll have to remind me, was it you or was it Mark who produced this one? This one was me. This one was you? Yeah. Great. Um, I, I'm 
really glad I got to do this one. This is one, of, there's a few songs that, as Ralph I'm sure will, will agree, often the demos that Ralph sends over, he gets a very mixed reaction <laughs> from me. <laughs> sometimes I'm like totally full of enthusiasm and sometimes I just kind of wait to see how it goes in the rehearsal room before I kind of make up any um, decision. And this is one of the ones that literally the demo I felt like I just had it on loop not because I was working out what to do with it but just because I really like loved listening to the demo there's a couple of other times that happened with Breathe and I think Howling Howling as well yeah mm. um, that I just like they you went like into the regular vocals. rotation maybe it is that yeah, uh, yeah you like me singing like a girl <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I've, I mean I was pleased with there are some aspects from the original demo which I think we can play you in a little yeah. bit that I like They've continued through. One is this sort of uh, I messed around probably the most with my guitar sound than any other track. So it's got this really low. I put like this pitch shift thing on it, uh, so it's all like an octave low as well as the actual right. octave. And then it's got loads of um, well, lots of reverb and vibrato on it, and going through various things. And we used for the first half of it the actual original. Yeah. The, from the original the from the demo guitar sounds. drum beat that Taffel's done because yeah. originally what I did was have alright fellas oh so the dancing years have just uh, joined us they're just saying hello we're just doing our podcast guys oh, yeah. Yeah. but no this is okay this is part of it this is you know so the dancing years have joined us for the European part of the tour and um, they're doing great do you want to say hello chaps do you want to say hello Hello. Uh, <laughs> how you doing how have you guys found it so far it's turning into an interview just uh, there we go <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. It's been really, really good, yes. Any, any highlights? Uh, first night in Cologne was pretty special. It was. Really, really nice show. Um, real busy and stuff, so. Nice we, to meet all you guys. We got drunk that night, didn't we? We did, we did. Went to a right old grungy bar. We did. <laughs> had some, some tomato yeast shots. They're, they're Mexican shots. They were very delicious. We always have them when we're in Germany. Um, but yes, well, we'll let you guys yeah, set we'll up, but yeah. thank you. Where were we? They're nice guys. Yeah, actually. they're great. We, we should talk about how they are really nice guys. It's nice. Uh, also, do a shout out to the Waylayers as well, who uh, support us for the UK. Yeah, I think we're very lucky with our supports. It's good. But um, yeah, going back to that. So the other thing was this this drum loop thing, which um, had going on, and I split. So you had these two slowed down drum beats. So they sounded really big and beefy, but split to the left and right. 
which um, was one of these things that I'm glad that we've retained yeah. in the sort of end thing. I uh, think they come in, I think maybe they're left off until the second verse and yeah. the final version. was one that was funny I, when I first sent it I didn't have a good feeling that people were going to what playing it live or no no be, be behind it um, you guys yeah, yeah get necessarily behind it but yeah people yeah, did and that was cool nice. oh I'm just going to stop it while this fan moves because try and keep going but there's quite a lot of activity going on around us so it's exciting though I mean fans moving people fans arriving yeah so I mean yeah I would I'd say I'm just really pleased that it did actually turn into a track that Stop everyone got there. behind yeah. really um, yes I guess like from a production point of view this one uh, it was quite fun because I guess there's not particularly a lead instrument in this. It's basically, there's just lots of layers of different keyboards and stuff that I just got to play around with in the studio. We recorded this at, uh, somewhere in Bermondsey and they had like a harmonium. They had a, uh, a an electric piano. Uh, oh, what was that electric piano called? I think it's a Hona. I think that was what it's called, a Hona. Um, but it's just had a beautiful sound to it. Um, I just put some synths and stuff and... I just layered it up really so that by the end of it it sounds massive but it, because there's nothing because there's nothing everything's doing the same thing it's more yeah. of just a big sound rather than it's like whole I feel like it's the closest that we've come to, um, not that we particularly like to replicate bands or anything like that, and I suppose with the vocal styles, particularly the high thing, it's very much not like that, but I love the whole quality of a lot of the national stuff where it does mm. become like that sort of, um, as you say, not necessarily relying on lead lines, but just a more a sort of beautiful mass of yeah. noise. Um, and this one of, of the ones I think has got a, a lot to owe to the national yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, it's a good one to sort of stomp to on stage as well. It's the yeah. tempo of it. It's just, like it, it. you kind of, it's slower than, for a heavy song, it's pretty slow and sort yeah, of yeah. Uh, dirgy, I guess. So Absolutely. That's sort of, it's quite a grungy sound. Yeah, I wrote this one after we got Oh My Love Down and it was definitely playing with those really slow tempos was definitely yeah. part of it, just to kind of like, yeah, see. Um, what's the what's the song about? Um, so this one's a slightly complicated one to get across. I suppose it's sort of 
to do with maybe I suppose there's a little bit to do with sort of depression in there but it's kind of to do with like finding your feet and hopefully sort of seeing through if you know what I mean um, so it's a, it's like a stumbling to find a place my home to call a place my home and when I do I hope it's with you it's that sort of thing I think it's just about sort of um, yeah wading through some of the tougher times in life and hopefully finding yeah. some solace at the end of it um, who is the chancer and why, um, why chancer? well I mean I suppose the chancer in this case would be me but I mean it could be anyone <laughs> really it could be you that's the whole thing um, but yeah I suppose the chancer would be me in this case but obviously is that you know uh, angels and demons uh, stood on your shoulders like old friends and through their back and forth yeah. you see glimpses of the real you it's that sort of thing and just I suppose a bit about identity and that sort of thing and sort of yeah pulling yourself through the harder times yeah. um, actually one thing that I we should say is that um, uh, the backing vocals in the middle eight and the beat goes on yes and it's just me and I think it's me and Josh Platman um, and that was the original demo version of the backing vocals that we used on the final version because they had this kind of like uh, DIY thing that we couldn't replicate. I particularly liked the balance of them, um, yeah. and it was we were spending ages just trying to get that balance right, and then we were just like, let's use the demo versions. Yeah. Um, but then when everything comes in in the middle eight, uh, and also at the end you hear them. That recording of The Beat Goes On, it was actually recorded with this field recorder at one of our Play All The Things nights. And it was the audience at Play All The Things. I played I played the uh, yeah. I played the record in its demo form out through the speakers there quietly and we got kind of the um, I don't know, maybe like thirty to fifty people in there just to sing along with us. And yeah, it was a nice moment. It was, it was really cool. It was quite cool because also that was the first glimpse for a lot of people of what the new stuff was going to sound like and they only heard that bit but everyone was very excited afterwards. And I think this might be the first time we've mentioned that actually because it's not on the... I don't, think, I don't think we've ever like told people that that's actually made it onto the record. There's one thing which is like a little um, hidden Easter egg thing in there. Well, not an Easter egg, but it's the sort You're of thing. It's an Easter egg because it's close to Easter. Yeah, we we can't. It was basically an accident that happened when we were recording that I really liked, and I just ended up leave, leaving it in. So basically, um, in the middle eight as well, where it goes right down to just the beat goes on bit. If you listen, if you listen carefully, I think you know maybe like ten seconds into it, you can kind of hear a voice in the background, and what that is is Taffel, because um, Taffel was recording some tambourine. Um, along as an overdub and uh, he was worried that he wasn't playing it in time enough so he was he just kind of said he shook it he shook his tambourine and was like is that tight enough um, and with the with the reverb that I put on the tambourine coming through the mic as well I thought it sort of it just fit where it was and uh, now I think people have been told that 
now whenever they hear it they can just hear it really clearly and it's like really loud but yeah so you're um, saying you might have spoiled the song for people I might have just spoiled the song oh, nice. for people no no <laughs> I, I think it's I think even if you can hear it I think it's yeah I think no it's I really like detail. it too I really like it too um, yeah I mean that's I mean that's kind of covered a lot of the aspects of the mm. songs there is there anything else from tour that we can be talking about I mean funny things I mean one thing uh, Grant McNeil as some people might know attracts a lot of nicknames and this tour has been it's been no pretty, exception no yeah. exception um, I mean previous ones have been uh, so Female Lawyer was one and then Sloppy Female Lawyer was another one um, Something Sloppy about Lobster, being a lobster. Yeah, um, I, but on this tour, he's had the nickname Table, which uh, it doesn't. I, I'm doesn't, not too this certain one where makes it's less sense from. than anything else. I think, but I think heard. it winds him up more. Yeah. So it's quite funny. Yeah. Um, if anyone does want to just tweet him Table, that would be funny. Or just pictures, if you could draw. I mean, what would be amazing? This would be really good. Is if because we do get lots of really amazing artwork. What I would like to see is. So myself, Pete, Ben, and Teffel drawn to you know as as well as you can with your abilities, uh, most of you very highly. But then if you could just draw a table, which is Grant, yeah. no face, just a table. We could be sitting on the table, maybe. Maybe yes, maybe. Um, I mean, there's so many things. Or he could be it could be a table with a guitar strapped to it, something that indicates that it is Grant, but also a table. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Um, it would make me smile. Um, yeah. He just got one last night as well, Ali McNeil. Yes. Because we were talking about middle names, and I think his middle name began with A. And as soon as you said that, I think, Ralph, you said, oh, it's blatantly Ali McNeil. And then I think we just stopped listening to what Grant uh, I, I still don't know what his middle name is. I don't know what it is. I mean, do you think uh, we get bored on tour? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were saying last night that we just pretty much... After about five days, we just repeat the same jokes same, that we've made yeah. over those first five days. And they're yeah. not particularly good jokes. Nah, they, uh, but they make us laugh. Um, well, I think that's kind of it for this one, isn't it? It's, uh, I think it's it. just really enjoying the sunshine, and we're about to sound check now. What I might do is carry this um, around with me, hmm. and then just get it out whenever something sort of interesting's happening. Yeah, like, we're going in to do some TV... Um, performance later for a TV station over here called Joy's TV which I think is like a youth, a youth TV station so if I remember I'll get this out and we can uh, you can hear what it sounds like to be inside a big office block that happens to contain a TV studio this is Ben um, I'm about to go on to live Swiss TV and in the background you can hear Ralph and Grant and Taffel performing live. along here with Grant. Yes, good afternoon. 
We are at the mountain ski resort of Andermatt in the Swiss Alps. It's exactly where we are. Yes, it's very, very beautiful. And we're being treated like kings. It's yeah, we were saying we kind of feel like maybe they don't know who we are or they've got the wrong band or something. Yeah. Sorry, you guys are ZZ Top, right? <laughs> um, we've been given lovely rooms and we're going to get some, some skiing done tomorrow as well, which is going to be lovely. We're really looking forward to doing that, getting up the mountain. It's one of those times that the uh, 3 a.m. load-ins to our rehearsal studio, climbing up four <laughs> flights of stairs, carrying drum hardware and amps, doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best job in the world. <laughs> As he glimpses of the real you